Hi everybody, the episode that you're about to listen to has been available for about a week now. Of course, it's only available on patreon.com slash rundownwrestling, but yeah, why didn't, why haven't signed up yet? And why didn't you listen to this a week ago? I mean, I just got one thing to ask you. Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Shut the fuck up, cunt. What the fuck is wrong? Get your finger out my butter and just run along. It's your mom you need to cuddle from. You don't belong inside the dungeon that I'm coming from. Fuck it, you'll find a bunch of needles in my cupboard. Cause I've been keeping evil as a puppet. Motherfucker subject, I'll talk about a rubber cunt in public. And switch like I'm drugged up and bump another subject. And I ain't give a fuck, I never have. I'll truck your nuts off and stuff them in a motherfucking leather bag. Slap I can't lie, that's my favorite sound. I'll say it out loud, I hit you that you make it bow. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of A Spot of NXT. This is the May 5th, 2022 edition of NXT UK. We start things off with Lash Legend, and she... Ugh, she walks up and stops Amelia McKenzie. She tells her to take her luggage to her room and don't let the Louie hit the floor. So if I'm Amelia, I am taking a hot shit right in that bag. I get it. Lash is a heel. Uh, she is an incredibly unlikable heel, which, to be fair, is exactly what should be the case. She plays a very good heel. The problem is, she sucks. But more on that a little bit. Andy welcomes us to the BT studio. Later tonight, Mako and Isla will go into the Shadow Realm. Nigel requests that they play that funky music. Ugh. Nigel, come on, man. And the music he's talking about is Noam Dar's. Noam Dar is in a ring with Shaw Samuels. To be fair, this is the first time I have seen the Supernova sessions. Uh, supernova sessions spelled with mostly all of the vowels missing in it, but that's okay. So apparently Noam Dar is the host, and Shaw Samuels is like his co-host? Because <sighs> that's what we needed was two hosts who have a host of a talk show as a guest. Ugh. Noam says he is still running victory laps, and he still runs this shit. Funny, I haven't seen you in almost a month, bro. And guess what? You're still not fighting tonight. He welcomes Lash Legend to the show. Noam and Shaw sit down, and Shaw notices that Lash doesn't have her chair set up. So he 
gives her his chair, and then another chair just magically appears in the ring where his used to be. So, alright. Noam grabs a bunch of limp flowers. I mean, listening to Lash would cause me to go limp as well. And then Shaw brings a large bouquet of flowers and hands them to Lash. Because apparently this is what these two guys do. They, like, fight with each other, kind of. Like, at this point, I'm just like, what the fuck am I watching? Like, NXT UK, this, this is not normally how this show is, right? Like, this is very WWE-ified version of this show. Which I haven't really seen, and I get it that you're having a bunch of the NXT 2.0 guys come over here and they work to set a taping, so they're kind of sprinkled throughout the next couple of weeks. I understand that. And getting Lash over by her talking is kind of the only thing that she's got going for her. But there's so many different ways you could do this than doing whatever the fuck this is. Like, Noam Dar is a really good worker. And he's doing a talk show. Noam, Noam fucks up his line as he says, I thought we had a 10-pound minimum. That would be a 10-pound maximum for that dipshit joke to land. Lash says, she is the hostess with the mostess. What is with NXT 2.0 people using tired tropes as their taglines? Noam says they have a highlight reel for Lash. That would be impressive considering that she's worked like four matches. But we do in fact get a promo video for her dumbass. It literally starts with the promo that she did last week. So something you did last week probably shouldn't be in your highlight reel. But it is. Noam and Shaw give her a standing ovation. Noam starts shaking up a soda or carbonated water and he asks Lash what her plans are in NXT UK and what her plans are for after this. He then opens a soda and it sprays all over him. This is your mid-card champion. And the joke here, of course, is that Noam Dar just came all over himself. Yeah. I understand people love to talk about how thirsty NXT 2.0 has gotten, and to an extent I get that. I do. There are still women that are presented in the more modern way over on the show there, where they're more, you know, badasses, and they're they're not all just trying to get their pussy eaten out. This is not the case here. Like, I don't think that Lash Legend is shown as, like, this big, like, sex icon, but these two dudes, like, tripping over their own dicks to try to get it in here is kind of gross. And did we really need a cum joke? <sighs> Shaw then goes to the whiteboard, which is apparently a thing that they do, or a thing that he does, and it is, it is his betting odds. And... He says that these are the betting odds of who will do the best of the NXT 2.0 students. Ivy Nile is listed as 2 to 1, which I understand. Lash says Ivy isn't her, so uh, next. Which is, like, really? That's the best you can come up with? Von Wagner is listed as 5 to 2. Considering that we already watched Von Wagner last week, those odds should probably be a lot worse. Lash Legend is 2 to 1 because, of course, they want to fuck her. 
And Damon Kemp is 400 to 1. And Lash is like, yeah, yeah, I... That's not me being racist. That's literally how she said it. I'm sorry. Okay? Just getting that out there. If I... If I have never watched wrestling before, I would look at that and be like, okay, so Shaw and Damon Kemp have something going on. Since I've watched wrestling before, I was like, that is the weakest setup I've ever seen. Lash gives the women's locker room one final notice. She is going to bring the savageness of a hyena and the speed of a cheetah. And when she's done, there's not going to be enough for all the vultures. I guess she watched The Lion King recently, maybe? It's not a bad line, to be fair. It's not a bad line. But when she ends it with, that deserves two snaps and a clap, I'm out. I'm sorry. That's This is stupid. <sighs> but it gets worse. Noam stands up. And then he tries to hide the fact that he came all over himself. No, I'm not joking. He pulled his shirt down, which is either him trying to hide his boner, which he could possibly have again, or he's hiding the fact that he just delivered himself. Either way, this is the Heritage Cup champion on stage hiding a boner. Or jizz. They play Lash's Mickey Mouse-ass theme song as the segment finally, mercifully, ends. Sid Scala announces that they will do two tag team matches, and the winners of those tag team matches will then go on to face Moustache Mountain in a triple threat tag team match for the titles. He, of course, doesn't get to tell us what those matchups are because a man with a visor made out of skin, Von Wagner, arrives. Slopehead gets interrupted by Sam Gradwell. Great. Gradwell says only he can fuck Sid Scala. Vaughn gives us his shitty tagline of it's Vaughn's world and it's about to get real. And Sid tells Sam to fuck off. <sighs> not, not a great start to the show, I gotta say. After last week's kind of meh show, I was hoping for something a little bit more. And this is not filling me with a lot of desire to continue doing this show. Shaw Samuels tries to fuck Lash Legend backstage. Not kidding you. He tries to get it on her selfie. Yep. And Damon Kemp arrives and says that if Shaw is trying to win a fashion contest with Damon, he's going to lose. Damon, who's wearing a bright blue singlet with his name on his dick is making fun of someone uh, fun of how somebody dresses. He's not happy of course because Shaw said that he had a 401 chance of doing the best. So that's how we're going to do this little mini feud. Lash fucks off and Shaw is pissed because he was seconds away from at least getting a pinky Anderson into Lash. Damon says, you want to see something? Check this out. And we cut to the arena as Damon runs off. So, of course, that would mean that Damon's coming out next. 
Already in the ring is Tate Mayfairs. He does the Val Venus taunt, and he is facing D Tiger Turan. What? I thought... I thought Damon Kemp just said, watch this. And he was heading out here, but I guess he wanted Shaw to watch Tiger Tehran's match? Okay. Sure, man. Also, Kemp's match is on after this one, just to spoiler alert. So it, it does happen on this show, but it just feels like maybe that segment was shown at the wrong time. So Tiger Tehran is, of course, Amir Jordan. If you don't know who Amir Jordan is, don't worry. The Pakistani lost a Loser Leaves NXT UK match, which apparently means that he reappears as this thing, Tiger Tehran, which is fine, because it's something that's been used before, of like a Loser Leaves whatever show match or like that to do uh, you know, a brand new gimmick or rebranding or something like that. Totally awesome. They're treating Tiger Tehran as if he is a brand new person. Like, there's no mention of him or Jordan. It's, this is, this is a new guy that we signed. Which is exactly how I would expect a rebrand to go. You don't sit there and go, Bray Wyatt was Husky Harris, and now he's Bray Wyatt this week. Unless you try to do something. Like, right now they're doing the whole Elias is now Ezekiel thing, and it's a joke. That's fine, but you have to pick a lane and stick with it. So... From the presentation that we get here, their lane is Amir Jordan is dead, and Tiger Tehran is here now. Tehran and Tate do a series of super slow-mo wrestling. It's not good. Tiger hits a butterfly, sup butterfly, butterfly suplex and then splashes Tate. The crowd starts chanting, let's go bullshit. And of course, a let's go Mayfair is because NXT UK is a load of smirks. Tiger chops Mayfairs, who gets a few punches in. Tiger then hits a Superman punch, but kicks out of two. It's sing-along time for the crowd. Tiger hits a series of punches and then drops Tate with a suplex. Double drop kick from the second rope sends Tate to the ground, and Tiger hits him with a, fry a flying slap. Yep, that's, I think it was supposed to be a clothesline. He slapped him. Tehran hits a senton for the three, and oh my god, that match was shit. I just figured that this guy was getting a rebrand because he was, like, his, his gimmick just wasn't working. Like, he's not a good wrestler. And that's a shame, because... Well, I mean, I don't, I don't, I shouldn't go that far. I shouldn't say he's not a good wrestler. He's, uh, he didn't show me anything in this match. And what I've seen of Amir Jordan in the past has told me that he isn't fantastic. But hey, well, we'll give it time. Carter and Smith arrive in the lobby of an office building, and faceless announcer asks them what's going on. Question: Was said faceless disembodied voice announcer? waiting in the lobby for people to arrive so we could ambush them with dumb questions. Mark and Joe Coffee walk down the stairs. Where are we? And they say hi. Smith says it's nice to see best friends back together again. And Joe reminds him that they're brothers, not friends. And it is announced through these guys that the first match 
is the Coffee Bros versus Smith and Carter, with of course the winner joining the Triple Threat match. We get a promo video for Ivy Nile. Ivy is the only person of these guys that came over that I actually want to see wrestle. Nina Samuels says she will personally welcome Ivy next week to NXT UK. And that's an exclusive on the Nina Samuels show. She, of course, punctuates this with Adobe After Effects coming out and saying Nina Samuels show. Why does everyone have a show on WB? Lash Legend, the Nina Samuels show, the Supernova Sessions, Finn Balor's Flying Cockadoom. It's just it's just way too much. Like it it was a thing back in the day, like uh, Piper's Pit, because oh he can't wrestle right now, he's hurt, so but we want to keep him on TV, so we'll give him something, you know, the King's Court. And it's just turned into where it's like almost every person on the fucking roster has a talk show now. It's Ms. TV. It's the cutting edge. It's the peep show. It's just... yeah. On the next showcase of talent, Danny Jones gets the job or entrance. Danny Jones. I hope that that's not the name you use on the independent circuit, brother, because that is one of the most generic names I've ever heard. Damon Kemp arrives. Yep. Given the attire of Kemp, this looks like it's just two jobbers facing each other. Like, this is what I, w I would expect when, like, all of a sudden a massive, like, six-foot-five dude's gonna debut and destroy them both. Like, this is what you do, right? You just throw two jobbers in there and, like, somebody else debuts. But no, no, this is them trying to get Damon Kemp over who has, like, comic sands on his fucking tights. Like, it's just, it's not good. Kemp and Jones roll around and tickle each other. They tie up and Jones misses a punch, so Kemp puts him in a headlock. Jones locks on a wrist lock, and Kemp reverses it and hits a suplex. Jones hits an uppercut, then a clothesline for two. Kemp hits an overhead belly-to-belly, -belly, and then another one. And then he hits a running shoulder block, but Jones hits him with an enziguri. He gets two counts, so Kemp picks up Jones and lands a running body slam for the win. Not a great finisher, but an okay match. Better than I expected it to be. Kemp is leaning into his amateur background, which is exactly what he should do, because he's going to look good doing things like a belly-to-belly -belly suplex or, you know, working a lot of, uh, you know, groundwork and things like that. Like, he's going to be that... Chad Gable, obviously his brother Gable Stevenson, uh, Kurt Angle, you know, he's he's going to look like that. And it's a good base to start on. Because while the dude isn't maybe the greatest on the mic yet, he's got a lot of potential. He's got a good size to him. Probably needs some new attire, but that's okay. And he's got a name that isn't atrocious. So, yeah. Yeah. We'll see where he goes. Shaw Samuels runs in and blindsides Kemp. And then he hits him with some papers. So, yeah. So that's going to be Kemp's second match in NXT UK. Backstage, Tiger arrives after his match. Like, directly from the back. After his match. 
did somebody fuck up on editing here? They have to have, right? right? Like, <laughs> there wasn't like a, oh, during the break or anything like that. Like, the, the, it literally was like, did they not realize which match they put where? Like, I feel like the matches should have been flopped, and it would have made a lot more sense. Anyway, uh, Tiger arrives after his match, and Angel Hayes, still in gear, and three other guys applaud him. He runs off, and Kenny Williams sees him and runs after him. Now, I understand this. Kenny Williams beat Amir Jordan in the Loser Leaves NXT UK match. So, it makes sense for him to feud with Tiger Tehran if Tiger Tehran is actually Amir Jordan under a mask. But we didn't get that previous to this. Like, they played it up. Now, obviously, Tiger Tehran kept showing up during Kenny's match. But, like, if you're going to rebrand the guy, don't put him anywhere near the last feud he had. Because now you're just continuing the feud with him under a silly new name, which you trademarked. I don't get it. And it's not like we're just going to pretend that Kenny and Tiger don't know each other. Because we we just saw Kenny Williams be like, what the fuck? Like you saw a ghost. It just it doesn't make sense to me. It, I don't know. Yeah. Di Familia say that Teoman and Rohan will be in the other match for the chance to be in the triple tag team title match, but they don't say who their opponents are. Charlie Dempsey says A Kid challenged him again, so he will whip his ass yet again. Another promo video for Ilya in Devlin. Devlin talks about his father telling him whatever he wants to do, go do it. So he decided to be Wish.com Finn Balor. It is time for a World of Darkness match. Isla Dawn arrives carrying a box of toenail clippings or some shit. I don't know what the fuck she's got in the box. Dawn fucks the ring a bit, then starts feeling herself up. Alright. I mean, I'm okay with it. Mako arrives next. We have the two women stand off, and the lights go out. The center ring lights up as the announcer runs down both of them in our kind of like big fight feel challenger in this corner kind of thing. The belt gets raised and Mako attacks Isla. So this match is just a poorly lit match. Like the the house lights are off. The ring lights are turned on and dimmed. Now they do flicker for a bit to begin with. So if you uh, have epilepsy, fair warning. But that doesn't last the entire match. Like, it just just to the start, and then they're, like, just on. So I assume the guy running the thing was just like, fuck this, dude, I'm bored. But it's a... It's not a Falls Cut Anywhere match, but it is a no-disqualification, no-count-out match. So it's like an Extreme Rules match with just bad lighting, is pretty much what this thing is. Mako sends Isla to the outside, and then kicks her. She misses the second kick, and Dawn pulls her to the apron. Isla grabs some chairs from under the ring, and she finds a broomstick, and looks at it, thinking, 
could probably insert this into myself later. Mako hits Isla, and the two start trading blows. Isla gets done on her knees, and smoke starts billowing out of her ass. There is some creepy music that plays. That's the extent of it. She's dead. No, I'm choking, of course, about the coming out of her ass. It's coming out from underneath the ring. And she's, like, sitting in front of it, so it just looks like there's a cloud of smoke coming out of her ass. There's a little bit of creepy music, and then it just stops. Honestly, I think NXT UK is missing the mark a bit with this match. Because, like, there are things you can do with this. And, sure, if you don't want to make it like a House of Horrors match, that's fine. Or you don't want to make it like the zombie match or like that, also fine. But, like, you have to set it apart somehow. And doing one little shot of, like, oh, she got a mist machine. And that being it is a letdown. Isla grabs her box, the one she brought, not her cunt. Uh, apparently the box contains things that she has taken from the opponents that she beat. So it is mostly empty. She grabs out Danny Luna's hair. And she uses it to choke Mako. Gross, dude. First of all, Denny looks like she doesn't shower. So that hair has got to be tasting gross. Second, like, if you have a box that's full of, like, trinkets and shit like that that she took from somebody, would you really want to potentially lose it? We get a chant of Burn the Witch. That's not ideal. Mako gets free and starts kicking Isla's tits off. More singing from the crowd. See, it's kind of hard to make this match feel spoopy when you're like, it's all dark and everything like that, and like the and Andy's just like, it's so, so psychological tour. And the crowd's being like, we want some tacos, we want some tacos. Like, it's just... <laughs> and I have remarked about the NXT UK crowd before, about the fact that they're a very smarky crowd, they're a very AW-esque crowd. They're going to do dueling chants for fucking jobbers. They're going to, you know, to shit on certain people and things like that. It makes it kind of difficult to do this match justice. Because one, Isla Dawn kind of sucks. And the crowd doesn't like her at all. So they're not going to give her the opportunity to make something out of this. Now... Obviously, NXT didn't do much also, but like you, you got to kind of understand that this is the way that they're going to react to things. And so they're going to do things that are going to go into business for themselves. They're going to do chants. They're going to turn everything into a song. Like That's just the crowd. Now, when it works, it works very well, and people can use them to their advantage. But half the time, the crowd just kind of gets bored and starts just making up songs for no apparent reason. So, at times it can be annoying, at other times I understand it, but you know what? I will still take this over a silent crowd any day. Even even if they can be a little annoying at times, they're still there, they're still in, engaged, they're still doing things, they're still talking. Like, that's the important thing. You're getting a reaction from the crowd. Even if you're a fucking job or getting a duel, dueling chant when nobody knows who the fuck you are, it's fine because you're getting a reaction 
and like it it does like if you if you like the people that are getting these fun chants it's gonna make you enjoy the show a little bit more you know if you're like me who's like just shut up and and let these two do this weird spoopy shit it gets a little annoying at times but again it's just like eh whatever Isla tries for a backdrop onto a chair, but Mako fights off. Isla hits Mako with a broom, then breaks it over her back. If, if you're going to use it later, Isla, just make sure that you don't use the broken end, okay? It's going to get a little messy. She brings out what at first thought was a rubber snake, but instead it's actually just like some rope, and she gets a length of cable. She whips Mako with it, then ties Mako to the ring post. That's all good, but you got to pin this bitch. Isla whips her with the large rope. She pulls the rope across Mako's teeth, and then goes across the eyes again. Mako pulls herself free from the rope very easily, and then tries to hit a running knee, but Isla drops her onto the stairs. She then tries to hit a running knee to Mako, but Mako ducks out of the way and causes Isla to hit the steps. Mako grabs a candlestick and starts cracking it over Isla. She hits a DDT on Dawn, then a handstand knee, but no pin attempt. Mako grabs a kendo stick and waylays Isla again. Isla slams a chair into Mako's hip, and then locks in a tarantula on the side ropes. Isla hits a meteora, and it does seem to do a little damage to Mako's eye. Uh, either Mako is really good at selling, which I don't know why you would sell the eye on a meteora, or Isla really did kind of mess her up a little bit. Now, she seems fine, but it, there definitely was a, a, a period there where like the ref checked on Mako, and but we we're good. Isla gets a two cut out of it. Don sets up two chairs facing each other, and she attempts for her finisher onto it, but Mako instead picks her up and drives Isla headfirst into one chair. And then she uses the other chair to give her a boost up as she hits Scorpio Rising and retains the title. Thus ends the World of Darkness match, a match created by Isla Dawn that she is 0-1 in. Good job, idiot. This was um, a decent main event. It was a, a sloppy-ass show. It wasn't great. The This was uh, actually kind of entertaining, even though it was you know just kind of like a... a big hardcore match spot fest. I'm I'm cool with it at times and it works for Isla and it covered up a lot of her weaknesses honestly because yeah, like it was it was mainly her trying to use weapons and things like that and Mako just trying to out wrestle her. So it was it was an interesting dynamic and Mako, you know, hitting the the you know, drop uh, heel hit onto her using the chair was a nice touch too. So, all in all, not a great episode, a, a decent main event. It wasn't as bad as I was anticipating it to be. It still wasn't good. There was an idea there, and it seemed like more of they had a name for a match, and then tried to figure out like how that would work, and it didn't. But hey, fully acceptable match. Now, next week... We have the 200th episode of NXT UK, and we are getting Jordan Devlin, Ilya Dragunov in a Loser Leaves NXT match, 
and for the championship. So that is what I'm looking forward to. And of course, we've got the new tag team situation going on. So yeah, big things coming for the uh, black and red brand. So thank you to everybody for listening to this, and I will catch you on the next one. Bye-bye.